0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's time now for the weekly wrap, as always, on a Friday. And this week, we're speaking to Liston Maincheese, who is an independent financial economics market advisor and commentator. Uh, Liston, you're in Botswana. Why are you in Botswana?
1: I have some business here, and it has a a strategy session for the year. Uh, So very interesting stuff uh, going on. And, of course, a very interesting... uh, Uh, Antidote to South Africa, where of course, uh, although it's very much diamond dependent, which is (laughs) part of the reason that you're phoning me, um, it it, uh, is a go-ahead place. You you don't find any of the depression and the concerns that everybody in South Africa is experiencing. And uh, it has a number of uh, great advantages, I think, for, for many people that they may not know about. But that's, you know, for another conversation.
0: Oh, no, it's actually a very brief conversation to start this podcast. South Africa is blessed with many more riches than Botswana is, and yet Botswana gets it righter than we do. And why do you think that is? And can we adopt any of their policies, do you think?
1: I, well, certainly there, there's a bit of that. But I think, you know, when you have a particular... Um, Item, and here we're talking diamonds. And it's been operating for a number of years. So I just think that many people in South Africa have actually missed the fact that the GDP per capita in Botswana is 50% higher than it is in South Africa. Uh, they have placed a lot of emphasis on education. Um, and another benefit, although they have large tracts of land and certainly, uh, you know, the Okavango at, at the top, but also um, cattle as a as a major item. So they've got a lot of tourism uh, bringing into a country which has a very small population. So that's why I say the minute you get something big, uh, you know, and you only have a, a few people, it becomes GDP per capita. It's jolly good to have a small number of capita.
0: Yes, in fact... Uh- I would say in this case that the smaller population is beneficial. If you look at the rest of Africa and you look at the way that Rwanda grows, it's because it's a a manageable uh, population, a manageable economy. And once you get really, really big, like South Africa is and Egypt is, is, of course, it takes an awful lot in order to move the needle, as people say.
1: Correct. And again, I think that point has been lost, certainly over the last uh, 50 years in South Africa, where, you know, we're going back, to areas where we were you know, the leading producer of gold in the in the world, and uh, we probably had a population of under 10 million. Now we are number six or seven gold producers in the world, and we have a population approaching 60 million. You know, it changes the dynamics of the economy, to put it bluntly. But the one thing that I will mention, just uh, as a also an antidote to all the negativity, I found. Because, as you know, I came back from overseas uh, and I suddenly saw a green Jo'burg. I said, goodness me, they've had a lot of rain. I come to Botswana and everything is green and there are puddles lying all round. Yes. I, I have never seen it look this good. And, by the way, I went to Cape Town in between, and I've never seen Cape Town looking that green in summer either. So where you might have said we're having a lousy um, mealy harvest and we're going to battle to feed our cattle and we're going to have all this problem. I'm, so I'm not saying one word of that anymore. I'm saying, actually, we've had a great start to the year agriculturally.
0: Very good indeed. If only that rain would go to Zimbabwe because that a, that's a, oh, a, had, a modern tragedy.
1: No, 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 it don't. They've had floods now, but you see, if, if it arrives later, as late as it, do, it does, yeah, you plant your crops. You might just not get a very good, uh, very good harvest in the time that you you really need it. So yeah, they're very, very sad
0: let's look back at the south african week if we can the, the weekly wrap i mean one of the reasons that i wanted to talk to you is because you're an anglo-american man you've followed this company for decades now and uh, it has gone through various iterations over the decades and it came out with its production updates for its various uh, divisions anglo-american plc the parent company kumba iron or anglo-american platinum de beers etc what did you make of them
1: Well, again, these are only production numbers. And I'd be fairly surprised if the analysts uh, start to say, well, we didn't know a thing and these are brand new numbers to us. I think all that that really needed to be said, and and this relates to to the quarter, is a 10% increase in platinum and palladium volumes. Now, if you know that both those prices, well, certainly the platinum is not as good as it was a few years back, but it's higher than it has been. But it's the palladium that is absolutely going through the roof to produce extra volumes and in at these high prices. You, the only words I've got for it are magic. You will have read, of course, the headline, the you know that they uh, had a huge amount of costs due to the their the, the scom shortages at the smelter, so you, know, you 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 get a warning already that it's not going to translate just on a on a one for one times the the price, but nevertheless that's going to be their standout you know when they're when the earnings are announced. Uh, if you tell me that you didn't know the diamond problem, and uh, they, again, a horrible quarter for diamonds, but uh, again, we, we've we known about that for, for ages. Uh, we also know that prices were, were, were not performing well. So, if you get a surprise coming in the, in the De Beers results for the year uh, that diamonds were, were, a, were a, a, a dismal a contributor, I would be surprised. Any analyst should have that. The rest is fairly pedestrian. Uh, and, and again, they t- talk about cop- copper and, uh, you know, the Los Broncos and whatever, they break it all down for you. But if you didn't become aware of the uh, drought in Chile uh, affecting production, but uh, again... Uh, brought on a new mine and that's made up some of the of the production so if you look at the the total for each section you still have to read lower down to find out how it came about where it came about so I would say an awful lot of it is just on hold and the two points that you really have to look at to get a handle on the kind of report they're coming they're going to produce is going to be the amplats and that won't be too long now and the other one Uh, is uh, De Beers, and and I say, well, uh, both of those you should have been aware of, and you may be out a little bit in your estimates. So the end result is going to be it'll be a much better year than the year before. Uh, If you try to take second half on second half, that will be far better. If you take the second half on first half, that will also be a a lot better. So, you know, when the report comes out, it, it will be good news, but a real question for everybody is how much was already in the pricing that it's trading over 400 now.
0: Exactly. So, uh, as we speak, it's 400, and let's call it 402 rand per share. And I look at the consensus on my screen here. It says uh, the sell consensus is 9%, hold is 45%, buy is 45% as well. So it's almost flat, Listen, And if you consider where, from where it's come, i.e. the low 50s uh, two or three years ago, what would you be doing without giving away too many of your well-kept secrets?
1: <laughs> no, I'm definitely watching the uh, behavior in markets, particularly of uh, of, the, of the base metals. And they are indicating much what Trump has to say about how good things are and everything. Uh, there's a, a nervousness ar- around. And as you know, the cycle, Uh, you know, if it turns against you, it can be quite vicious. So the one that is absolutely imperative for people to get a hold on is the platinum price. And uh, we do know that the palladium, they're saying there's no stock above ground. I mean, there are all sorts of problems. But, you know, there's a thing called substitution. And when you're paying whatever it is, uh, $2,500 an ounce for uh, palladium and $1,000 an ounce, probably just give or take away a bit uh, for platinum, you start to say, well, you know, I think I'll change the mix. It may be a little heavier, maybe a a little bit lighter. I have got to retool. We're now talking AutoCAD, by the way. But you you may have to to change my production line. But at these relative rates, I, I definitely can do it and as long as it doesn't you know uh, suddenly turn turtle and 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 uh, palladium comes down so i as far as i'm concerned i think you're a bit late for the bus and i wouldn't chase it okay um, so- that's without giving anything away
0: <laughs> okay so- I read between the lines, Liston. It's what I do. Liston, uh, over the week in South Africa, I just want to look at a couple of pieces of macroeconomic data. CPI rose from 3.6% to 4%, but that was base effects. That's what people say anyway. And the leading economic indicator also suggests that maybe we're at the bottom of our woeful economic cycle. What do you think?
1: Well, and and again, it comes back to a little bit of what I said about agriculture. I say if agriculture improves, it has a surprising benefit to the economy as a whole. So if you're saying the economy bottoming out, I will probably go along with the statement. I always say it pays to say where you are. But the most worrying feature, and it was confirmed even more this week, but has been the announced job losses. And we haven't even seen the real spill-off benefit, but I was talking to somebody in Joburg uh, earlier this week while I was there, and he was just saying that it has taken an uh, amazing uh, effect on their business, partly because they are suppliers uh, in in, in one area, partly because they're in construction in another area, and partly because they're in a project in the other area. And although the other two were very indirectly related, the one was directly related to SAA. And uh, what it has done for cash flow in a period when, uh, you, know, you know, January, typically from a number of features, uh, there's been downtime for December and so on. Uh, it just it was the wrong time of year to get all these, all the, uh, the you know, this new information. So they've actually had to sit down and have a strategy session. And the possibility exists that jobs will be lost. Now that's not what you want to hear at the beginning of a year. So they're all consumers. Let's be honest. So consumption, and and, and that's why I say we needed that rate cut. And I'm pleased to say what what I told, what I said to you when we spoke about that, but it was too little by by far, and too late. And, and the markets just said, "Who, who cares?" And, and so. By and large, that part of the economy must still get real. Now, your question to me was, you know, is, it, is, is there an improvement? And, you know, the second part of the improvement is related to the world, related to Davos, related to uh, uh, Christine Lagarde. I'm saying you're suddenly getting new words Related to the interest rate pattern and part of it is people saying, you know, if you're trying to spur the economy on, you must have learned probably between 2012 and 2020 that it hasn't worked. The better ways to get, there are better ways to get an economy running like tax cuts, like incentives. Just cutting interest rates is probably not going to help because you're asking the same people who are getting benefits from almost zero interest rates to get benefit out of negative interest rates. It doesn't work. So I think the mood has changed in that area totally. I think I've said I'm one of the few people who've said I think we've seen the lows for interest rates this cycle. And the cycle could be quite long, as you know. So I don't think it hurts an economy to move rates from 1% to 2%. The, the real hurt is when it gets up into, in, into levels that, that, uh, that are quite high. So, but so there is a, a general belief and thought now coming through that maybe all the promises we made of how good low interest rates were for uh, generating growth have not come true. Let's see if there's an alternative. I haven't heard those words for three years. Very so good. that's where I'm, I'm more positive. I'm saying people are more real.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Every commentator I speak to, even the, the most cynical of them, are suddenly starting to get a little bit up, more optimistic. But on the jobs front, there's almost like a, a dislocation between market prices and the real economy because unfortunately, ArcelorMittal, MassMart, SAA, Telcom, Aspen and there's many other companies as are shedding jobs because of the fact that um, they have stakeholders and shareholders to kowtow to. And it's a sad situation. It's a socio-economic uh, situation that is, it's not unpalatable, but it's it's disturbing.
1: Well, again, we have the highest unemployment rate that I know of at thirty percent, and now we have more people entering that that brigade. This puts enormous pressure on a on a government uh, who have said we are for the poor. There's now more poor. And that was never the plan. Let's be honest. The idea was to grow the economy, get less people on on the, uh, government grants. But it's horribly horrible to say, but more people are going to end up on on, on government grants. So I, the, one has to say there is a disconnect. Uh, I do think there's a bit more realism. But just talking about disconnect, I mean, you have Australia with bushfires and the stock market. It's a new high. Yeah, I go no, there's surely uh, some recognition. You must be breathing the smoke. It's not as though you, you, you uh, uh, don't know about this. And it's got to have a cost. I'm sorry, it has to have a cost on food. It has to have a cost on replacement. It has to have a cost uh, from just to the insurance companies. And, and it will probably end up costing the consumer because of, of, of insurance, uh, uh, rising insurance costs. So, goodness me, that one is what I call a disconnect.
0: Yes, it is. Liston, I'm going to disconnect from you now, and you're going to go back to your conference in Botswana. Thank you very much for your time. That was the weekly wrap. Liston Mainties can be found at at liston.co.za. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or